Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, December 18th, 2018. Today, we're reading from the big book. We're in the forward to the second edition. That is page XV, and we'll be reading the first two paragraphs. Today's readers are, for the 12 steps, Mary H., for the 12 traditions, Nosa J., and reading the text are Larry K., Penny C., and Tina S. The reference numbers for Monday, December 17, 2018, for the 7 a.m. is 12,307. That's 12307. And for the 10 a.m. is 12,308. That's 12308. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Mary H. to read the 12 steps. Hi, these are the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. I pass. Thank you. I will now ask Nosa J to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Nosa J, compulsive overeater. 
the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book on page XV, uh, the paragraph one, <clears throat> which is the forward to the second edition, and we're going to be reading through two paragraphs and commenting on both. And I will ask Larry Kay to begin reading. Good morning, Katie. Thanks for your service. Okay, uh, forward to the second edition. Figures given in the forward describe the fellowship as it was in 1955. Since the original forward to this book was written in 1939, a wholesale miracle has taken place. Our earliest printing voiced the hope that every alcoholic who journeys will find the fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous at his destination. Already continues the early text 
uh, twos and threes and five of us have sprung up in other communities. 16 years have elapsed between our first printing of this book and the presentation in 1955 of our second edition. In that brief space, Alcoholics Anonymous has mushroomed into nearly 6,000 groups whose membership is far above 150,000 recovered alcoholics. Groups are to be found in each of the United States and all of the provinces of Canada. AA has flourished. AA has um, has flourishing communities in the British Isles, the Scandinavian countries, South America, uh, excuse me, South Africa, South America, Mexico, Alaska, Australia, and Hawaii. All told, promising beginnings have been made in some 50 foreign countries and U.S. possessions. Some are just now taking shape in Asia. Many of our friends encourage us by saying that this is but a beginning, only the augury of a much larger future ahead. And good morning, everyone. This is Larry uh, Kay from Chicago, Recovered. You know, it's pretty amazing when we stop to acknowledge the growth of, um, of AA by 1955. And, you know, let's take a look at what happened, you know, what was happening and what occurred from, from even 1935 to 1955. In 1935, of course, we know Bill carries the message to Dr. Bob. And this kind of divine chain reaction starts very slowly at first. And you know, one alcoholic to another, just like we do today. So, so we had an alcoholic from New York who had a vision of a way to, to get, get well, to sobriety, and he was introduced to a doctor from Akron. And who knew that, you know, their first meeting would lead to the, the creation of a 12-step a recovery program and this book that, we, that we're studying that would change the lives of, of millions of people and certainly changed the lives of people on this line, for sure, in 2018. And if we fast forward to 1955, I know other people will cover some things. You know, I'm, I'm drawn to the St. Louis Convention of 1955. It, it sort of affirmed the, the fellowship's maturity, and, and Bill was passing the, the torch of responsibility to the membership because he wanted to see continued growth in AA. We all did, and they, and they focused on the three legacies of recovery, which was unity, recovery, and service. And the convention, you know, it was sort of a signaling of, 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 of change in passing that torch. And then from there, Alcoholics Anonymous began to spread like wildfire, you know, to every corner of the world. And it's interesting, the resolution that Bill um, read at that convention, it, it speaks volumes about the foresight. You know, he said, be it therefore resolved that the General Service Conference should become, as of this date, the guardian of the traditions of Alcoholics Anonymous, the perpetuators of the world services of our society, and the very voice of our group conscience of our entire fellowship. And keep in mind that Dr. Bob, you know, he died in 1950. You know, this guy was a giant in the fellowship's progression. And, and many of AA's spiritual principles came to Bill through the Oxford group. But in Detroit in 1948, Dr. Bob wondered aloud if, if some didn't also come when, when Bill and he met, you know, in the early, early days when, when, Bill, when Dr. Bob lived in Akron, and they used to talk about that. And he, he said, and I'm quoting Dr. Bob, there was hardly a night that we didn't sit up until two or three o'clock in the morning talking. And it would be hard for me to conceive that during those nightly discussions around our kitchen table, that nothing was said that influenced the writing of the 12 steps. See, this was divine in nature. 
this is a spiritual program. We have people on the line from England and from, you know, around the world, certainly in different time zones in this country. This thing spread. What, what could it be? If there, is, if there is a higher power, then this thing spread for a reason. I believe that. And what we see in the second edition of Alcoholics Anonymous, it reflected the membership's growing diversity. You know, and, and now we have people that are carrying the message. I'll, I'll end with this. I'll share this with you. A few years ago, a person from Russia asked me to do a big book workshop on a telephone meeting. That's crazy. There was a translator. I was the only one that, you know, I didn't speak any Russian. And people want to learn about what this program of spiritual action was all about. We're all just one person with this book in our hand. Amazing growth. Is it, is it odd? Is it God? I don't know, but it's a great mystery. But with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Katie. Thank you, Larry. Okay, so if you've just joined us, we're on page Roman numeral XV, uh, the forward to the second edition, and we read the first two paragraphs, and we'll be commenting on those two paragraphs only, please. Who would like to share? Siobhan C. Siobhan C. Mike from Florida. Mike, I'm sorry, I didn't hear the person after Mike. Lance. From Florida, Mike S. Okay, I got Mike and Lance, Vasa. Anyone else? I can take a few more. Terry N. Terry N. Okay, we'll go with this group. Siobhan C., Mike S., Lance, I forgot what you said, Vasa O., Terry N. Go ahead, please, Siobhan. Thank you. Can I be heard? Oh, okay, thank you. Good morning, family. This is Siobhan C. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater um, by coastal between New York and Los Angeles, based in LA right now. Um, I I love this. I love that that first sentence. Every our earliest printing was the hope that every alcoholic who journeys will find the fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous as his destination, and you know that's that's something that we pray for and in, in all of our face-to-face meetings, you know, that when we take that moment of silence and we, we pray for the alcoholic still suffering, you know, when I first went to face-to-face meetings and I was unrecovered, I'd always just sort of like kind of count, like if I was responsible for closing out the meeting, I just sort of count one, two, three. I wasn't really, you know, praying um, for anybody, but I really do. I pray hard now um, that, that, that those who do journey will find it. And, um, you know, and it's, that, that's been such a, a gift of having this um, spiritual awakening is that my selfishness, and I was, as my mother says, incurably selfish, right? But my selfishness has been cured. That's really what I got when I got recovered. And my self, selfishness has been converted to selflessness. And that's why I sleep two hours a night and help suffering people, uh, you know, and when they do journey and they do find the fellowship and they do make that call, which is so hard to make, you know, to say, can I, you know, can you help me? Or, um, you know, I'm struggling. Um, and, and I also wanted to share that it's so amazing that I've been able to work with people around the world. I've, I've taken people through the steps in Sweden and, and London and Russia and, Israel and even in another language um, because I lived in Israel for two years 
I speak fluent Hebrew. I served in the army there. And I, so I, um, even though I haven't spoken in years, it was, what a gift to be able to use that old skill um, from a marriage that, that, you know, didn't work, you know, I mean, all that. And to be able to help somebody suffering there. Um, and I found out, one of the things I found out is that our book isn't the same there. That I mean, it's the same in terms of content. Let me just be clear. Um, but the page references, you know, I would give page references in Hebrew, and it wasn't quite translating to the fourth edition that they had. So it was, that's something that I learned. You know, I learned that if I'm working with somebody in another language, um, in, in even, oh, and I just had this experience, even this language, where somebody had, you know, on the, where it says, you know, then in 1976, there were 19,550,000 in all formats. I'm just going from memory because I do this every morning with newcomers that, you know, somebody else had a different number there. They, and it was in the fourth edition of the English copy. They just had a, a different number. So time. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much, Siobhan. Mike S., it's your turn, followed by Lance. Mike, star one to unmute. Hi, sorry about that. Mike S. from Florida. And um, usually at this point in the big book and a few other points in the big book, I I, I relate uh, the fact that um, from, uh, you know, Bill W. and Dr. Bob, this book grew. And in 2005, at the International AA Worldwide Convention, there was a presentation made. This might have already been shared. There were 25 million big books printed in 69 different languages. In 2015, in Atlanta, at the International AA Worldwide Convention, there were 35 million copies of the big book printed. And um, Plus, there were 57,000 people at that convention. And when I get to that point, I usually go to OA.org and I look under meetings. And I see that in Overeaters Anonymous, there were over 6,500 meetings worldwide. And it just is mind-boggling to me. And I'm, I'm very appreciative of it and grateful. And um, I don't share much. I've been in this meeting almost six years. And um, I thank you for allowing me to share. And I'm going to pass. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Okay, Lance, you're up, followed by Vasa O. Good morning, everyone. This is Lance L. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from California. Um, this spread across the nation, and uh, it landed in my lap. I am forever grateful, and uh, you know my journey th thus far, my destination. Uh, you know it it, it would have ended up in a couple places, and I and I think everyone listening who who suffers from this knows what those couple places are. But um, this was the last house on the block for me, and. Uh, you know, the despair I was feeling at the time this book was tossed to me, um, you know, it was, it was hopeless. I tried every imaginable remedy. And, and, and if you flip to page XXV, which is, which is in a couple pages, 
Um, I'm one of the cases of alcoholics with whom other methods had completely failed. I had a lot of success dieting, but my failure was more in the spiritual nature. And I, I just couldn't see that. You know, I lost a lot of weight. I was very successful working out. I was uh, very educated on nutrition. And I, I, I even coached some people in how to eat. But my failure was spiritual. And until I figured that out, I couldn't find what the solution was. I, I, I was running around suffering and running around dying to try to figure this thing out. One of the facts for this alcoholic thinker is that I had to suffer to get well. And until I found out this program and, and the work inside of this book, um, I never saw it. So to end, if life is like a slippery, icy road, and each one of us is the vehicle, then this program to me is the chains on the tires that keeps me on the path. Thank you, I pass. Thank you so much, Lance. And Vasa O, you're up, followed by Terry M. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive waiter, calling from Florida. Thank you, Katie, for your service and everybody's service this morning. And uh, I, it's just amazing how much, um, how, you know, the program has mushroomed over the years. And it's like uh, the vision for you. I remember coming when uh, this was being formed. And I remember there were like only 100 people. And now there's like hundreds of people. And it's just amazing how God works uh, through the program. But anyways, I have, uh, I'm grateful to be a member of uh, over it is anonymous uh, from since 19, October 25th, 1986, and I never left the program. By the grace of God, my higher power, I've stayed because this is the only thing has worked for me. And this was the last hope for me. I remember saying, if I if this doesn't work, I'm just going to die fat and miserable. And uh, and I have been spared from the addiction one day at a time. And uh, this, is, um, this is my life, you know, and I heard about the allergy and I heard about the, the disease of compulsive overeating. I didn't know it was a disease. I just knew I loved to eat and I did not know how to stop. I could stop for me for a little while, but I could never keep it stopped. So I learned about the disease. It's a threefold. It's physical, mental, or emotional, or spiritual and I was ready and I was willing to listen. I guess the teacher will appear when the student is ready. I did not want to die. I wanted to live. And I thank God for the, for the big book. Somebody gave me the big book. And I didn't have to design it. I didn't have to do nothing about it. It was such a gift. They gave it to me. And they said, follow the directions. Thank you for letting me share. And I pass. Thank you, Vasa. Terry Ann, you're up. Good morning, everyone. This is Terry N. calling from New Jersey. Grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. 
So that what stuck out to me was um, wholesale miracle, <laughs> those two words. And, you know, as I am learning how to study this big book, and thanks to all of you, and pulling out a dictionary and looking up words, it just is, it's amazing to, to look things up and see what, and I looked up wholesale, and it said on a large scale without discrimination. And that's the part I really loved. I was like, without discrimination. Like, I had no idea that it meant that. I mean, I knew it meant big and on a large scale, but I had no idea that it meant without discrimination, which I found very interesting because um, this program is open to anybody who's willing to do it. And um, that's what's so great about this, that, you know, it's for anybody who's suffering. And, you know, the... the and, the miracle has happened in my life. And, you know, that was described to me as an extraordinary event with, because of divine intervention. And that's happened to me personally. Um, it's been an extraordinary change in my life and it's only by the grace of God. And I believe that um, I wanted to come on the line and say thank you because, you know, it says, <clears throat> that every alcoholic who journeys will find the fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous at his destination. And I feel very grateful that vision, the vision meeting has enabled me to find the fellowship of Overeaters Anonymous and allowed me the opportunity to learn and grow in this program and to recover a day at a time. And for that, I'm very grateful. So I wanted to get on the line and say thank you to everyone who participates in, in this meeting. And that's all I have, and thanks, I pass. Thank you, Terry. Okay, so if you've just joined us in the last few minutes, we're on page XV, the forward to the second edition, and we read the first two paragraphs, and we're commenting on both of them. Who would like to share? Leia S. Jody E.Q. Leia S., um, Jody E.Q. I didn't hear. Holly Q. Holly mm -hmm. Q. This is Raquel from Israel. Melissa Raquel. Vinny T. Vinny T. Okay. Anyone else? Okay. We have Leah S., Jody E.Q., Polly Q., Raquel, Melissa C., and Vinny T. Go ahead, please, Leah S. Thank you so much, Katie. Um, Leah S. from Brooklyn. Very grateful. So this program has uh, miracled, <laughs> mushroomed, miracled. And um, it's nothing less but a miracle. It really is because all you have to have um, in order to get into our meetings is the desire to stop overeating. That is all that is required. And there is so much promise and so much hope and so much inspiration that you do get from that. And just with me alone, um, I once was uh, in, a, in a place in a hotel where I, I didn't even know anyone and I didn't have any commitments for about another hour or, or so. And I just got into the elevator and the inspiration dawned on me. And I don't know where I got that courage. And I said, I, I'm looking for a friend of Dr. Bob. Does anyone know that? 
And before you knew it, there were three people in that elevator that, oh, they're all meeting and we'll show you where. <laughs> it just mind-boggled me. That's all I had to say. And, oh, you're a friend of Dr. Bob. You know, that's okay. And then one day um, I was opening my email and I got a letter from a woman who was from Italy. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I grew up in Brooklyn. <laughs> that's all that I know. And... um how this program connects you to people from all over the world, and all you have to have is the desire to stop overeating. This program is nothing less but a miracle. Thank you for letting me share. Okay, thank you, um, Leah. And now we have Jody EQ, followed by Polly Q. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. This is Jody EQ, gratefully recovered in California. So nowadays we have these telephone meetings, such as this one, Vision for You. And so we don't necessarily have to find a meeting at our destination because we can use the phone wherever we are, which is a huge blessing. And I'm so grateful to have found this meeting where I hear so much wonderful recovery. Um, Interestingly, though, uh, since I started listening to this meeting, uh, others and myself have started face-to-face meetings that are big book studies based on a vision for you. So now we're starting to have big books, OA big book study meetings, similar to a vision for you in various communities. And that's exciting, and perhaps that will mushroom as well. And certainly this meeting has mushroomed. And there are more and more recovered compulsive overeaters thanks to this meeting and thanks to the big book and to the study of the big book. And I'm hopeful that that will be the case, that more and more compulsive overeaters will recover Uh, using the big book of overeaters as Alcoholics Anonymous, which to me is like a channeled text. I just think it's a sacred text. Um, It is a wholesale miracle. It is a miracle that we can recover today. I, too, despaired of ever recovering from this disease, but I have recovered and I can stay recovered one day at a time as I abstain from my alcoholic foods and behaviors, and I work these 12 steps every single day. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Jody. Okay, now we have Polly Q followed by Raquel. Hi, uh, this is Polly Q. May I be heard? Yes. Hi, thank you for your service, moderator. Um, it's Polly Q in Northern California, Recovered. And uh, when I'm reading this, I realize that um, uh, in the last two years, my, uh, you know, my recovery mirrors what, you know, what it's saying here about the program. It's just blossomed. It's it's unbelievable. I when I first started, I, I had underlined here that uh, and where it says many of our friends encourage us by saying that this is but a beginning only, the augury of a much larger future ahead. So the way it's come off, 
and and that happened, you know, <laughs> miraculously without me having to uh, do very much. And I, I wrote next to this, recovery's effects are untold for me. Just as the expansion of this way of life uh, all over the world is is untold yet, especially for OA. And I just want to say that um, for me, um, I was uh, I, I fear was a big big deal for me, and it was a big um, motivator for eating, and uh, just controlled my life. And I was walking yesterday um, uh, around this. Uh, lake area that I'm not familiar with and there weren't very many people on it and I kept walking and I got to and I kept walking you know I kept walking and I normally that would have been too scary for me I just wouldn't have and I I didn't feel that fear I felt this spiritual presence and I got to the end of this um, I got to the end of the trail which was completely unknown to me and I got to the end of it, and I thought, well, it must go up. There was this, like, hilly area. It was all grassy. It was had rocks. It had no path. And I thought, gosh, it looks like, though, there's something up ahead, you know. I could go back. I could. I could turn around just go back. And I knew that would be a long, drawn-out thing. But that was a familiar path. Or I could just go ahead and risk it and go ahead. And And that's what I did, you know. And at the top was a continuation of a path. What I didn't know where it would lead, but it was a path, so I went on it. And that's kind of what it is now, you know. It's this ability to trust beyond what I can see and just and just feel my higher power guiding me. But that all passed. Thanks. Thank you, Polly. Okay, Raquel, you're up, followed by Melissa C. Hi, hi everybody! Such a such a privilege to be with you, my family. There, there's so much in my heart to say. Uh, I think the first thing is to set the timer right, but help me if I forget myself. So uh, um, there are a couple of things. Literature has played a major role in AA's growth and a striking phenomena of the past quarter century, and so on. And when I see this, you know, I recall a sentence I heard, I think, or Leah said um, a couple of years ago that uh, literature, OA literature, has played a major part in the decline of OA ever since we found out that we can continue, so to say, shooting up while doing the steps. In other words, do the steps and you'll recover somewhere along the line. You're going to not want to eat anymore. And took a while until we found out that that's not the truth and that those who stuck close, as close as possible to the to the uh, origi- original, the precise steps of how this first hundred did it. In other words, the big book, the doctor's opinion, never heard of it. In, in, in 30 years of OA, I never heard of the doctor's opinion from, from the States, from different places that I was in. Anyhow, we're, it's great what we have now, but here mentioning all these, these numbers, you know, numbers and big numbers that not to forget for myself is so important, and I was reminded of this this week, to not forget 
that it all starts with one addict talking to the other. All these big numbers come from that. So I was at a meeting yesterday and <clears throat> somebody came in. We were in the middle of, of uh, um, uh, uh, for, for the agnostics and uh, we were in the middle of this uh, reading and this woman walked in, this friend, whom 13 years I haven't seen her. And I tried at that time, me and my sister, we tried to help her get into a, uh, a uh, rehab program of NA. We traveled far to try and get her in there because she was in very bad way. And here I see her, beautiful. She lost all the weight and found out about the big book and hopefully, you know, going from there and being able to help other people. It, it's pretty incredible in God's time, these miracles happen and as it it happened for me that I'm celebrating now ten years of abstinence and and recovery with from two thousand and ten with this program with a vision and what came before the vision and and it's so great. Just reminds me of this the story of this little boy on the beach picking up oysters like uh, shells and throwing them back in the ocean and a man passes by and says, What are you doing, little boy? I'll I'll wrap up what are you doing, little boy? And he says, well, you see this this one the shell, it, it can still live. I throw it back into the water. It was just washed off to the shore. So uh, the man says, what, well, what can you do? What difference does it make? Look, there, there are millions of them, millions of them here and on other shores. So he picks up another little oyster and he throws him back and he says, sure makes a difference for this one. Okay, I rest my case. Thank you. All of you, I love you. Have all wonderful, Thank wonderful. Bye. Thank you so much, Raquel. Okay, Melissa C., you're up, followed by Vinny T. Melissa, Hi, good morning. Yeah. Okay, there you are. Thank I'm you. Here. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for your service. Good morning, Katie. Um, oh, my gosh. Like, what a joy that I get to listen um, to just miracles on this line. I, I'm so... I'm so thankful this morning that this is the way I get to start my day, that um, bearing witness to these wholesale miracles. And, and I love that, um, that word wholesale miracle and that somebody defined it, that it doesn't discriminate. So we see it, like, in how it spreads, you know, um, throughout the world and how it spreads to encompass varieties of addictions, you know, like – I mean, for us, we, we mention food, but we only need to mention it in the first step, you know. Um, it's it's for all things. And that, um, you know, the 12 steps, the recovery, this book, it hasn't discriminated against any of my problems. It's been a, a miracle to every one of my difficulties. Food was just the start, you know, like I came here because I was fat and I thought that was the worst problem of all. And then, you know, and then I was relieved and it comes to be that, you know what, this is life and life has many problems in store for people having a human experience. And the miracle is that um, this recovery can free me from all of those difficulties, you know, um, and it's just powerful. It's really powerful to be living that. Um, and that, I think, is how we spread. 
you know, I think the opportunity that many of us get to carry the message, whether it's a small oyster that I'm throwing back in the water, you know, among millions of people, you know, or speaking in front of a room full of people, it it doesn't matter. You know, what's, what's important is that we carry the message, you know, that I have a message worthy of hearing and that these meetings, I don't have to wait until I get to a destination to get to a meeting. You know, I used to be riddled with fear driving to work every morning, and now I have a meeting on my destination as I make my way. And um, for that, I'm really grateful. Thank you to everybody that does service that gives me this meeting every morning. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa. Okay, Vinny T, you're up, and then we'll have time for uh, about four more shares. Thanks. Uh, this is Vinny T. Uh, am I heard? Yes. Uh, thank you. Uh, gratefully recovered in North Carolina. Um, I'm reading that last sentence. Uh, many of our friends encourage us by saying this is but, but a beginning, only the augury of a much larger future ahead. And uh, this is my second um, reading of the big book uh, with visions. I started just over a year ago and in that time have become recovered uh, through the steps as read in the big book. And um, I'm just thinking how I used to be so afraid of thinking of something as just the beginning, you know, that there was this, you know, vast, scary forever out there. And um, I've learned, you know, by doing things one day at a time, that this is the most exciting time uh, beginning every day. Uh, every day is new and every day has promises and it's such a good life. Um, I recommend it to absolutely everyone. Pass it on. Um, thank you. I'll pass. Thank you, Vinny. Okay, so we are in the forward to the second edition on page XV. And we read the first two paragraphs. Who would like to uh, share? We have time for, we have 13 minutes, so four people. Ross M. M. Ross T. I have a question. A -M. M. from Maryland. Okay, I'm sorry. I only heard Russ M. And I'm sorry if you have a question that we take questions in the second hour. Okay, Russ M. And who else was that? Leia M. Okay, Leia M. Kelly L. Sorry. Kelly L. Rowan. Rowan, okay. Rowan M, is it? Yes. Okay, and Roz G. We'll um, stop there. Hopefully, we'll get you all in. Russ M, Leah M, Kelly L, Rowan M, and Roz G. Go ahead, please, Russ. Good morning, Katie. Russ M, Recover Compulsive Reader outside of Philly. Uh, good morning, everyone. Twos and threes and fives, five of us, fives of us, have sprung up in other communities. So, you know, I just think of, you know, Phil, Phil was not a, a stone alcoholic or doctor, and Dr. Bob and him didn't get together. And Silky wasn't involved to tell us what's going on with this, with this problem, this disease we have. I, you know, I don't know where I would be. I, I don't know where I would be. It, it's incredible the numbers. It's incredible how this thing just blew up, and how many lives are impacted, and not just with us, you know, with gambler sex, uh, narcotics, 
people are being restored. And it's just an act of God. It's a miracle of God. And um, it, it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind because I'm sitting here today, December 18th, right? 2018. And I have a little hope. I have a little hope that I, you know, I could be what God wants, wants out of me. Two years, almost two years ago, I didn't have any hope. And, you know, sometimes it comes up. You still feel that way. You know, you get into fear. But we have what we, we need, you know. I have because God placed this on, on my lap. Really, because I'm a compulsive overeater, because I'm weak. And, and I, you know, I had to surrender. I was broken. I was, I was done. I have this. But what would have happened if there was no AA? and no big book, and no fellowship. Where would we all be? So I have immense gratitude. Just, just, I get tears in my eyes thinking of this, you know? It's like I wouldn't be able to be a husband or be, be a, a father to my children or just be a sincere friend or just a, a man that has any integrity without this whole, whole deal because it draws me to God, you know? And, you know, it sets the bar a little higher for what... what what I'm supposed to be doing in life. So, and I, I hope that goes for everybody else too. So love, love you. Have a beautiful day. Thank you, Russ. Leah M, you're up, followed by Kelly L. Thank you very much. You know, when I read about the mushrooming um, and the, the growth, the rapid growth, the wholesale miracle that occurred for AA, the growth of, you know, by leaps and bounds. Um, it makes me think of uh, Tradition 5, that each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. And it makes me appreciate um, an Overeaters Anonymous group such as A Vision for You, um, where we are focused, very focused on this text, very focused on the directions which uh, led each of us individually to a relationship with power. Um, you know, recovery is our goal. Recovery is our objective. It's our aim. I believe, as the big book says, that God uses recovered people. We have recovered and have been given the power to help others. We're the agents that God uses. We're necessary, but we're insufficient to create change in other people, but we can be a catalyst. You know, it's a, it's a power greater than ourselves, which has lifted us out of the quicksand and put us safe, you know, on the shore. And that's a message that is... Uh, necessary to carry that this uh, program of recovery and this recovery um, can be had by anyone. The big book uses recovered because that word shows a complete change. It's a transformation. I'm no longer the person I used to be. And that's the, adver that's the advertisement that we all have is that we no longer have the illness we used to have. Not cured, but given a reprieve. A reprieve, and that's why the first six, you know, 164 pages of the big book have been left untouched because no one's been able to improve on the program of recovery. That's why the big book consistently uses the word recovered and not recovering because that shows the complete change. 
And I have seen this. I've been able to witness this in different locations in my life. You know, I've been able to watch it mushroom in Maryland, and then I was able to watch it mushroom in Minnesota. This is Overeaters Anonymous. These were people who got recovered, you know. Um, And I was able to witness it here on Visions and be a part of that movement as I was a part of the movement in the other areas. It's not about each person. This is about what the grace of God can do when we throw our hands up and say, I give up and I am ready to throw myself into this work and be changed by he who created me. It, you know, it's possible. This is not about hocus pocus. You know, this program works. This program works when we work it. You know, it's not something you get. It's something you do. <laughs> and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Leah. Okay, Kelly L., followed by Roanne M. Yes, good morning. This is Kelly L., Grateful, Recover, Compulsive Reader. Can I be heard? Yes. Thank you for the meeting. It's just wonderful to be here. I don't share very often, but I just wanted to mention that uh, I, I recently, uh day after Thanksgiving, lost my job of 10 years, and I was very lost, and I was very confused, and but what I realized is that my higher power wants me to depend on him. I was getting my self-esteem and my purpose and my meaning from my work, and I realized that uh, I, I have, uh, you know, I have to take a job of, with much, uh, a lot less money. And but you know, that's I'm, I'm right where God wants me to be, because He wants my eyes on Him, and I wasn't focused. I was out of balance, and my recovery comes first. And, you know, my worth is not contingent upon my job. And, uh, uh, you know, we are beautifully and wonderfully made, and we're created in his image. And and uh, when I work, it doesn't matter where I work. I'm working for him. I'm not working for, for others' approval or for my own uh, self-esteem. And um, anyway, this, this, this happened because I need, you know, I need to depend on him more, and, and, and he's causing me to have to reach. But, you know, I don't have to climb up to him. He reaches down to me. He meets me where I'm at. I don't have to uh, strive. I can pause and I can rest and I can trust and ask him for an intuitive inspiration, an intuitive thought or a decision. And uh, he directs my path as I lean on him. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Kelly. And Roanne M., followed by Roz G., Hi, good morning. This is Rowan. Um, I'm a gracefully recovering compulsive reader in New York City. And I'm really happy to be on the line this morning. And, you know, they say that it was, they use the word miracle. This is a wholesale miracle has taken place. And a miracle is an event or action that contradicts known scientific laws. So what that says to me is that this is not something that is an ordinary occurrence. This is something that would not usually happen for someone like me who believes that they are hopeless and cannot get better. This is something that even for someone like me, it can create change if I really throw myself into this work. Our earliest printing voiced the hope that every alcoholic who journeys will find the fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous at his destination. So they're telling us there is hope, we're not hopeless, 
And I need to have a hope. If I don't have a hope uh, and faith that this program will work, I'm probably not going to take the next right action. I need to see other people who have recovered from this illness so that I can believe that I too can recover from this illness. And I like the word, I talk about journey and destination and this is not an overnight matter. We don't, you know, for me at least, I can't just say I'm recovered overnight and that I don't have to do anything else. Like we, we don't graduate. It's a journey. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Like I need to do work every single day for this program. What I did yesterday will not carry over into today. And they talk about the destination. And what is that destination? It is feeling good about myself and feeling reco- and being recovered and living in the sunlight of the spirit and feeling and seeking God every single day. That is part of the destination. And I love, you know, you know, when I spread the message, it's a really important part of my daily life because it shows, I can show other people that there is hope, there is a solution. It doesn't matter how far down the rail they've gone. They can see how experience has benefited others. They can see that. That's one of the promises. Like, it doesn't matter how far down I've gone because I can use my experience to be of service and to do the 12 steps. So anyway, I'm really grateful to be on the line and just to hear that there is hope. This is a journey and we don't have to do the journey alone. And I think that's the most important thing that I've had to drill into my brain is that I'm not alone, even though my disease tells me I am. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Rowan. And Roz, you have two minutes, please. Thank you. Good morning. I'm Roz G, and I'm a recovered today compulsive overeater in Los Angeles County. And I was like, what in the heck am I going to share on this? I'll just listen today. But what I'm getting from all the shares is diversity and um, how it's grown all over the world. And I have a little part of that, too. Um, uh, you know, there's a, there's a person that, you know, comes to share once in a while. Uh, on our meetings, and she she, she shares on um, international uh, growth, par- primarily in in Hispanic uh, speak, speaking countries. And um, I went ahead, and I got so inspired by that that I joined the uh, this Vision Para Ti, and I joined in August. And I've seen that um, there was 500 and some members in August, and now it's up to 700, over 700 members. That that group is growing. There's um, people in Bolivia, Argentina, Mexico, um, Costa Rica, um, uh, others. And, you know, I you get to share every day on there because you record your um, your shares. But even though they're recorded, they're so personal. And uh, I get, and there's ways for you to share uh, personally. And I get, I've gotten a couple of phone calls. Uh, I was asked to share. Um, it, it's it's so cool. And I I get to use another part of my brain to think very deeply about how I'm going to 
interpret my share and Google apps helps a lot. Google translation, I'll tell you. Um, it, it's amazing to see how that fellowship is growing and how they use the big book and how serious they are about their abstinence state. Very serious about it. And then I was looking, and I only have a minute probably left, but I was going to say, um, I was looking at the Actually, OA birthday time, party. Please. Okay. Time, Thank please. you very much. I pass. Okay. Thank you, Roz. Okay. And thank you to everyone. Um, and I just want to say, if anybody's curious, augury, the definition is a sign of what will happen in the future, an omen. And I think it certainly was. So thank you to everyone who shared. And please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Tuesday, December 18th, is 12,310. That's 12310. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Penny C. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, everyone on the line. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God, admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.